everyone, welcome to a new episode of Caroline Talks. And today I am joined by writer and director Travis Tauti and actor Jerry Gillard about their new film, South African film, um, Indemnity. It's an action drama about a fireman who finds himself in an extremely dangerous situation because, you know, you can't trust people with money. And <laughs> that's kind of how I'm going to boil it down. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. <laughs> Uh, but um, before we get into the film, I'm going to ask Travis and Jerry to say a little bit about themselves. And so, Travis, I'll begin with you. Cool. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Travis Tati. I'm a writer and director based in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, I have a production company here called Gambit Films, and we produ produce uh, film and television. Um, and uh, my first feature film, Indemnity, just premiered at Fantasia at the 25th edition. I had its world premiere there. Um, and yeah, that's me in a nutshell. And Jared? Hi, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. I'm uh, Jared Kadult. I'm a South African born actor. Um, I'm 31 years old and uh, I've had the uh, absolute blessing of being able to act for the last uh, 18, 19 years as a South African actor. Um, and uh, it's just been an absolute blessing and uh, a, a wonderful journey being a South African actor and to be part of a film such as Indemnity with uh, Travis at the, at the helm of it. And so, um, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Great. Um, so my first question is, this is, um, they're, they're saying it's one of, it's one of the large, it's one of the, I guess you could say, biggest promoted South African action films. And I think it's, really i think it's really interesting how the film kind of like has a little bit of um south african politics i would say interwoven in it so i want to talk about a bit about that actually because i think because a lot of the film actually hinges on this one small aspect of the film so travis can you talk a bit about that aspect of the film first sure um are you talking about the the, the issues that uh that 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 jared's character fear is dealing with or the greater the, the politics in play um in the film um, I guess you could say starting with the macro first, the greater politics of the film, because it's about this one character who's basically considering himself to be saving South Africa from colonialism, which I was like, oh, a white man, you saying this, the irony. And, <laughs> but, but, then, but, but then it's the macro, but then it all kind of like boils down to, um, to Theo, which is Jared's character. And he's kind of just like, well, you would say a cock in the wheel, but then he's the cock that gets thrown in and he's the wrench that gets thrown into this wheel. And so I just want to talk about a bit about the bigger aspect so we can just go down to the minute aspect of it first. Uh, first. For sure. Um, so, so look, the impetus for this film was really, um, I think, you know, a couple of years ago while I was doing research, um, I'd read this interesting article about um, soldiers that were returning from the war in Afghanistan. This was like a good decade ago. Um, and, and how they were struggling to adapt or rather readapt to life, um, you know, post having experienced a serious amount of trauma. Um, and how there was this massive sort of lack of support system and facilities in order to, for them to be able to deal with this, um, with the, the trauma that they had experienced. And then it kind of, I, I went down a rabbit hole. I started doing research, you know, close to home and I started looking into first responders um, and, and firefighters in particular. Um, and I read all these like just 
really interesting, scary and traumatic stories about these first responders who had experienced so much trauma um, in their lives, but really there was no avenue for them to be able to express it or deal with it on a really um, sort of functioning emotional or psychological level. Um, and so the idea was, was really sort of born out of that. Um, and then like looking at my own personal experience in my life and, and, and thinking about how there's this real stigma attached to mental health. Um, and, and, and it's particularly for men, um, the old an, an old generation of men, and then more specifically like men of color. And I found it so interesting that, you know, um, there was a serious inability to uh, talk about or um, ask for help in dealing with any kind of trauma. Um, and, and that to me was really something fascinating to explore, um, considering that it was so untalked about um, in, in, in many of our communities. And then setting it within an environment, the film in an environment as masculine as a, a, a firefighting department. Um, I just thought it would be just an interesting world to explore that I hadn't really seen before or dealt with in this kind of way. And then I went a step further and I was like, what if someone weaponized this? And that really is where the, the, the larger politics at play come, come, come into in this film. Um, it's funny that you say that it's ironic that it was a white man, you know, <laughs> essentially, yeah, trying to uh, colonize the whole continent is that because that's his grand ambition. Um, and I thought, and I thought, I just thought it was interesting because, you know, in South Africa, we've got such a, such an interesting long history with regards to colonialism, um, and yet we're such an incredibly diverse um, country. You know, we've got 11 different languages. We've got a multitude of cultures and traditions. And um, I thought, you know, how could we sort of subvert the expectation of what people would expect to see from a person in power in this man's position today? Um, and, and that really was sort of a conscious choice to cast in white, a white actor as opposed to, you know, something that I think people would go, ah, oh, are you trying to comment on, on, on political times currently? And I didn't, I didn't want it to be that conversation. I wanted it to be this immersive experience that you're watching a genre film that happens to be dealing with topical issues as opposed to that being the point of conversation. And then also the character itself, um, there's this really interesting character in, 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 that worked for the old government in the apartheid regime um, called a, a voter Busson. He was this like military general um, and he had a nickname. He was, um, he was nicknamed Dr. Death um, because of all this like insane experience and uh, like experiments that he was conducting on people for this pursuit of science or, you know, military advancement. And, and so it was really a multitude of things that sort of um, came together to, to, to form the basis of his character. Hmm. Um, yeah, because it's interesting because when it comes to, I find, talk, especially with films like this, it's always interesting where writers like yourself um, are able to like integrate the science um, and like psychology with, with uh, the, I guess you could say, the mechanization of, mili of the military and geopolitics and that kind of stuff. And it's always interesting how that kind of does, like, you, like for the film, like with, um, with Theo, you bring it down to the as micro, where it's like you focus it on one person. And then when you have a character like Theo, you're able to like say, okay, you're doing this to one person. Like, what's the consequences of doing this to hundreds of men? And, and when, especially when a lot of the predominantly these men are, as you said, you wanted to make it about men of color. And, and then they're working in jobs that you don't really think of because he's not a military man. He's a yeah. fireman. Right. So I think it's kind of interesting that you kind of like put him in a position in a, in a job where 
we don't typically get to see these kind of things being made. And going from that for you, Jared, um, tell me a bit about playing Theo, this character who um, who finds out he's been dealing with PTSD. He's been dealing with extreme trauma from an from an event where he lost his co-workers. But then he he's now on the run. He's dealing with the death of his wife. He's dealing with the fact that he's scared of losing his son. And then he's finding all step by step all of these things that he's just a part of a plan that he had no idea even existed. So can you just tell me a bit about um, reading the script and and like finding parts of the character to relate to, and then building out the character during like production, especially for your stunt training? Because I think for for you, um, I read that you trained um, for three months for this, and then during during the process. So I've always find interesting with um, actors how you're persona with the characters change as you train more and more because you're becoming more confident in your um in your in the in the skills that you're learning yeah i think um it's it's actually it's actually quite weird because the 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 initial first time that i that i got you know a um a glimpse of or heard of the film this film indemnity being made um I think when my agent reached out to me and she said, "Hey, man, there's this audition, and uh, you know they wanna they wanna see you for the for this role," and I, I kind of they sent me the whole script and I read the whole script within, I think, the first hour of getting it. And to be honest, I think a lot of people don't know this, but I, I I said to my partner the moment I was done reading the script, I said, "Man, this is this is a badass film. This is this script is insane. You know, I think it's I think it's epic. I think it's fantastic. And I think I mean, I know Gambit films. and I know Travelers and I know, you know, I've, I've have I have a little bit of a history with a lot of the people that work for Gambit films. Um, and I thought, oh, man, it's fantastic for them. And I turned to my girlfriend and I said to her, I said to you, you know, but I don't think it's me. I don't think I can. I don't think I'm the, I'm the right one to do it, you know, not because I don't think I wasn't. I didn't think I was capable of doing it. I just think that, you know, initially when I read the script, I felt Theo was. Theo, Theo, the character itself had a bit of a presence. There was this, you know, towering presence that I genuinely and honestly felt was um, was needed for 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 the, for the character and and especially in the actor. And what I mean by that is is someone that was a lot taller than me and a lot more masculine than me and a lot more stronger than me. And I genuinely and and wholeheartedly believed that. And I was quite reluctant to go and do it for the for the role, but I did. You know, I said. Ah oh, man, you know, um, and there's a lot of other actors that I thought were were very very good peers and 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 colleagues of mine who I thought were also perfect for the role. Um, but I went and I thought initially after the first edition, you know, I thought, ah oh, man, that was lovely. I went in guns blazing, came back, went on and you know worked on some other projects, um, and pursued some other stuff of mine, you know, and I still felt the same way. And I thought, ah oh, man, you know what? I, I don't think I'm gonna you know even. You know, but then the film went away. It went away for a couple of months and it came back after like six or seven months. And I was like, damn, they want to see me again. You know, and I've been through the, you know, it's been 17, 18 years of doing this thing. I know how this thing works, you know. So I thought, I said, I, I, don't, I don't, I really genuinely felt that I shouldn't go. I, I said, I don't want to go, you know, because not because I didn't believe in myself and I didn't think I had the physical attributes or, or the acting abilities to, to pull up this thing. You know, I come from a hard, I come from a long body of work where I do a lot of dramatic stuff and I've, I've really kind of built a solid body of work based off of some serious, serious, um, you know, characters that I've played and I've played a lot of real life characters, you know, people who have, have lived strong, big lives in South Africa. And I've, been given the opportunity several times to portray these real life characters. So I was never doubting myself, but I genuinely thought it wasn't me. 
and then it came again and I went and I thought I'd go, I'd do the same thing. Um, and that went back and forth, I think, once or twice after the initial first edition. But by the second edition, I went, hold on. Actually, I'm the man to do it. You know, I genuinely, I then connected because then I started reading the script. I think I read it another two times after, after the initial first time. But then I started seeing little things about the script, man. I really started connecting with the character because I started reading it a bit more in depth with a different eye. And, you know, some time had passed and I thought, man, what a beautiful character to portray. And then I started resonating with the, um, with the element of, of trauma and PTSD. And, um, and, as, uh, and that's what really kind of intrigued me about the story was PTSD because I never, I never, for the first time, had to kind of sit and think about it. We know PTSD exists. Um, on on such a big scale, you know, um, universally, um, on in so many different facets, whether you're a firefighter, police officer, or just you know your normal Joe, you know, being a sweeper or janitor at at you know a school or whatever, I think PTSD and trauma does exist, and I think that's what intrigued me. And then I started looking up on on PTSD, and I think the my my human uh, connection to uh, to the trauma is what really genuinely made me um, kind of change my tune about, you know, playing playing the part or not playing the part. And it's only once I started looking up on PTSD and seeing such a tremendous, uh, uh, such an un, such an untouched kind of um, uh, aspect of film and television. Uh, especially locally for South Africa. I mean, you know, we've seen films where PTSD is explored or some sort of trauma is explored. But I thought um, once I started seeing this 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 pain and this trauma and this um, uh, this very little information and and kind of uh, not much information, especially from a local perspective, um, that's what made me go, hey man, I think I think I want to do it. And then I started really hard, kind of lobbying to want to play the part because I felt a very, very deep uh, desire to want to be a part of something that um, uh, first of all, kind of put something like PTSD and trauma on such a big uh, scale and, you know, kind of forces people when you do film, you force people to, you know, to sit for two hours and watch something. And, um, and that's something that I wanted to be a part of. And that's initially what got me, you know, to, to change my tune. And then when initially I got the part, I thought, Hey man, Travis called me one day, I was sitting at work, I was on another project and he called me one morning and he said, hey, do you want to make a film? And I went, I went hey, of course, man, I said, I'm on board. But I, I genuinely, I said to him, I, I think I, I said to him on that day, you know, if I'm going to do this film, my biggest thing was that I wanted to, to do everything myself. And um, one, of the, one of the hidden talents and uh, physical attributes of me is that nobody really knows that I come from a very strong physical background, whether it be gymnastics, sports, or you know, any kind of physical thing. I really have a genuine connection with my physical abilities, and that's been something that has been with me for um, you know, all my life. You know, I think the first time I shot a backflip you know, uh, was when I was four years old and people didn't really, you know, I think I shook my whole family up when I, when I did the backflip. Um, and, I, and I think that was one thing that I also kind of wanted to explore. I said, if I'm going to do the film, I would, I would really like to explore and, and do everything I possibly could physically, especially from a physical and a stunt perspective for the, of the film. Uh, I wanted to do it all myself. And I, I didn't know, I don't, I don't really know if they, if they were keen in the beginning, 
But uh, I think after the conversation I had with Travis, I, I think, and especially with some other people from Gambit Films, you know, eventually uh, coming on board with that idea. And also we have, you know, having the stunt team who, who was helmed by stunt essay, Vernon Williams and Grant Powell, whom I also have a long history in, with in terms of the film industry. So they've, they also kind of have a very good understanding of my physical abilities. And so I think coupled with, with the conversation I had with Travis and then also the knowledge that the stunt team had has has, has had of me since, I mean, because they've seen me grow up in the industry and so they also know the physical abilities I've kind of shown throughout my uh, career. Um, and so coupled with their knowledge of, you know, what I can and can't do, I think it was just, um, it, it was just a match made in heaven for, for them as well to know that they have someone that is uh, physically possible of doing the things, but we would still have to kind of put him through that training process in order for us to go, okay, we think you are more than capable now. And I think once the training process, I think the, the, the initial, I think the first thing that we did was kind of putting me in touch with the stunt team so that they can kind of assess and see what was possible with me in terms of the physical abilities and all the stunts, because there were some really dangerous stuff that we did there, you know, some, um, some things that I, I, there were, there was, I think out of the entire shoot, there was one thing that, made me go oh man I think I'm way over my head here but I think the more you train and the more you believe in your physical abilities and you have such a strong team um, of stunt um, people who are just absolutely phenomenal in what they do especially on a local um, local front but also on an international scale so they really do have everything in place knowing that they're there knowing that they trust me and everything was kind of um, was kind of uh, well uh, there was a good eye on everything um, I think the first thing we decided was to kind of get that process out of the way. And initially, I think the first, yeah, we, I think within a week of the conversation I had with Travis, I was, I was in full-blown training. And I think they had a very good setup of what that was going to be. There was, there was physical, there was, there was cardio, there was jiu-jitsu, there was martial arts, there was stunt training, there was digging, there was that. So they had a full kind of um, uh, system in which they were going to kind of train me. Um, right up until the you know day one of filming. So by the time we reach day one of filming, I have gone. I would have gone through everything we would possibly do for the whole film, and so I wasn't surprised or, or by anything that we were doing throughout the shoot in terms of the stunts and the physical, uh, uh, the the fight choreography. So they had, um, I think, the production coupled with the stunt team had uh, had a very very. Uh, they ran a tight ship in terms of how the training um, aspect of, of Theo and me as an actor uh, was uh, going to go, was going to kind of be explored and until, you know, we started filming and that made it a lot easier. I think, you know, um, that we were all kind of on the same page every single, you know, day of training and then also leading up to the filming of, 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 uh, of indemnity. But then I think when it comes to, you know, playing the character itself, Theo, I, it was quite difficult. Uh, I, I, you know, when you're playing characters, you never really, um, I don't think you really, I mean, I have a good understanding of the stuff that I do as an actor, you know, and one can only hope that your interpretation of something is, is, is what other people kind of can connect to. And I think that's always the difficult thing when you're playing a character, whether it be a comedic character or someone that has, you know, just going through a lot of uh, emotions, but especially it's, it's a lot more difficult when you, when you, when you're touching on such deep topics like PTSD, uh, you know, I, I thought initially, I thought, hey, man, I, I don't even suffer from PTSD, you know. So I need to do research. 
Um, but even once you start doing the research, you kind of you start to question yourself, and you kind of it was the very first, I think when I started doing the research about PTSD, I started you know reflecting about my life and kind of tuning into you know stuff that happened to me growing up, and you know growing up as a coloured man in 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 communities like you know we have here in Cape Town in the ghettos. Um, I think for the first time I realized that, hey man, I think we're all suffering from some sort of trauma, you know, some, whether it might not be physical trauma, but there's some sort of trauma and that trauma is so deep rooted. Um, uh, and and it, it comes from so many aspects of your life. And, and I think that's when I, when I, when I, that's the one thing that connected me was, although I never suffered from PTSD in terms of Theo, the character's, uh, aspect in terms of in terms of him being a firefighter and losing all his friends and you know going through all these 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 you know hectic things in his life i think the one thing that resonated with me and what what really kind of helped me connect with theo uh, ultimately was i was forced to kind of also look into myself and reflect about my life you know i come from a very i've also had a lot of things that i've done in my life that you know may have caused me some sort of trauma or some sort of, you know, some sort of PTSD. It might not be PTSD as a whole, but, um, and I think, and I think that's what made playing uh, Theo such a special thing for me. Um, and, and, and again, I think, I think to answer your question about playing the character, I think it's difficult to say, you know, when, when you're playing a character suffering from PTSD and you're having to, you know, carry your phone for so long, and you have to keep track of so many things when you're in the moment of things, you know, because your continuity in terms of performance and emotion has to has to has to be portrayed. Um, and that's a difficult thing because you have to keep track of all those things. But one can only hope at the end of the day that when the film is done, you know, I think that for me personally, because I'm such a, you know, I, I really genuinely believe in my abilities as an actor, that at the end of the day, ultimately I hope that my interpretation of who Theo is and his emotional journey and his struggle with trauma, specifically PTSD, and then being a father and a single dad at that eventually, um, is is something that people can, at the very least, go. We understand and we can connect. Um, I don't think that my interpretation is by far the best, or is right, but I think um, as an actor. Who's, who's taken the time to really understand some sort of um, understanding with the character. I think I just hope that people kind of ultimately, um, you know, can connect at some sort of level and say, hey, man, well done um, for, for playing that role and for, for portraying the character. And we understand it, you know, even though people might not also be going through some sort of PTSD or trauma. I think I just ultimately hope that the interpretation is what can be looked at and go, we think it's I, yeah. Yeah, I say it's I. So, <laughs> 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 um, Travis, I, my next question actually kind of segues from what um, Jared is saying. Um, so, the end of the film, I think it's very interesting because like, he does go through this extremely traumatic journey. Like, the thing is with this character is like he starts out in a traumatic place. And like at the end, you don't get like a full resolution because when you're talking about things like trauma and then dealing with grief, from everything and everyone that he's that he's lost and all and all of these people chasing him and going through all of these extremely um difficult physically difficult situations at the end i thought it was really i think interesting and i think also a very important thing to show him back at therapy because my first thought was like 
it's amazing that he was that he's able to put himself in a mentally and emotionally vulnerable state again spoilers where (laughs) where he's surrounded by strangers and he's talking to therapists because i was like if i was him i would be kind of hesitant about trusting another therapist because it's like he has he was betrayed i think in one of the worst ways possible and he's but he but because he's doing it for himself and for his own mental health and for his son he's willing to put himself back into that position so could you just talk a bit about about resolving the film the film that way because i think uh, despite all of the amazing action sequences i think that part of the film is the one that really sticks out with me because it shows how important it is that people when we go through trauma that we are that we work to not resolve but we work our way through the trauma because it to make just to make ourselves healthier yeah so so i mean you know as 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 much as the film is um, has all these different set pieces and, and and spectacle in the sense of of the of the action, um, for me it was really important to ground this film in one person's emotional journey, um, and 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 where Theo starts in the beginning of the film and everything that happens in between, um, it was it 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 came down to this fundamental shift in that. Here is a man um, and that he embodies so many people's perspectives in terms of, you know, the attitude towards mental health in his unwillingness to move or, or accept he has a problem or ask for help or, or just shift the needle however slightly in, in as, a, as a minor step towards getting better. And, and despite the betrayal, despite everything that he goes through in this film, I think when people accept that and make that choice, it's a brave thing to do. Um, and it takes a certain amount of courage to go, flip, I'm not okay, I need some help. And for me, that was his ultimate growth. That that little shift towards the end of the film where he's actually have, having accepted all the experiences that occurred in this film and probably before and as well in his life, um, it really was about, okay, here I am, but, I need to move forward and how do I do that? And he made that choice. And that choice for me is ultimately what his redemption is. Um, and I really thought it was important to, 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 to leave the audience with that sense of hope um, that despite the shit that he goes through, um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, however long or hard that journey may be ultimately, um, already for him, he's begun the cathartic uh, journey of, of healing himself. Right. And um, and something that occurred to me while I was watching the film was I noticed that we don't see him actually kill anyone on screen. And I thought it was actually a really interesting um, perspective because, but to be honest, when we watch these kind of action films, we do get to see the hero, the protagonist, even though they're going through extreme mental trauma. Like we, we, we see them become killers where it's like they're full forced yeah. to become killers because of the circumstances. But I think Theo is kind of different because we never actually see him become a killer on screen where is that the fact like because no matter no matter what they do that's still who he is fundamentally and the one time unfortunately something like that happens it was not because of his own actions and it wasn't because he decided that this isn't an a a, 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 something that i have to do everything else apart from that he made a conscious effort i'm not going to kill people i'm going to beat you I'm gonna pound you into the ground. Yeah. So could you just tell me a bit about that decision? That um that decision from a narrative perspective. And also I think from fight choreography, because I think you would have had to determine when when you're writing the script, like for the set pieces, you're gonna have to determine, okay, if he's performing this particular action, this is how I'm gonna resolve this fight without him actually having to take like a kill shot. 
Yeah, um, I, I thought it was it was was it was a conscious decision. So um, it was very important for me that um, you know, with Theo and and this crazy amount of trauma that he goes through in this film, and the amount of people that attack him, and and the amount of times he has to defend himself um, physically, that you know, stepping over that line, committing an act out of uh, vengeance or for for whatever motivated reason, which occurs in you know, we've seen that in that story a multitude of times. I, I always feel, and it's a very personal thing, that there's 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 something that sort of um, you lose in terms of being able to redeem yourself. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a line that 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 gets crossed, um, and no matter what, no matter what you do, if you cross that line, it is almost virtually impossible for you to come back from that. And 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 it's a simple, uh, it's a simple perspective from this character in that every fight or every um, act of violence that is committed on his behalf is either in self-defense or there's, a, there's, there's an element of greater good. So I need to do something bad in order to achieve something for someone else's mercy, uh, for the mercy of someone else, or to achieve something that is bigger than myself. Um, and for me, it, it's that, that, the, that core quality is something heroic. It's something that is embodied in many, many first responders um, and something that just felt so true to the character. Um, and, and, and for me, he is not a killer and he never was a killer. He's just a man uh, who a lot of bad things have happened to and who people <clears throat> have taken advantage of, of, of seeing that, 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 that difficulty that he's struggling with um, and then used it as a weapon. <clears throat> Um, so Theo, um, sorry, Jared. <laughs> so Jared, could you talk a bit about um, about actually filming these scenes as the actor? Because one thing that, uh, like, with regards to the fight scenes, as I, again, I, I noticed that he didn't kill anyone, but also I noticed with your acting, like, a lot of it is like I, I think it's a, a really brilliant movement with this sound design where we can hear him breathing very heavily and he sounds like, exhausted. And again, I think what also sets this from apart from a lot of films in this genre is like Theo is not a methodical killer. And I think a lot of that is brought through in your performance where he's exhausted and he's and he's breathing heavy and like he's able to defend himself and he's able to fight, but he's still in this place where he's still mentally, um, I wouldn't say unstable, but he's confused because he's trying to figure out what move he has to make next while he's still uh, in this in, in a moment of chaos. So could you just tell me a bit about the performance of the action scenes? Because I think a lot of his emotional, a lot of his emotional, I don't really say growth, but a lot of a lot of the emotions that we don't hear him talk about actually comes through in the fighting. So and I thought I was really impressive with your performance. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I think the fights, the, the, the fight sequences, um, well, initially, I, I before I started filming, I, I, I started trying to, I started playing around with certain things, you know, I started um, because because when you read the script, when I read the script, I saw I saw all the, there's so many moments in the script where he's just extremely exhausted and physically, I think physically when I, when I read it, I, I could physically see the things that was going to, you know, happen. And then when we started training and we started, you know, putting together the fight choreography and we were kind of getting into like the, the bigger sequences, the sequences that were quite lengthy and it, it became quite exhausting. Um, so I, I started, once I kind of connected once I did the story and I started doing the fight choreography training, I thought um, I didn't really get exhausted. I was never, I couldn't get tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I felt, I found that to be uh, quite problematic for me from a, from an acting perspective, especially for, because I had so much cardio and so much endurance, I, I, I couldn't get tired. 
I, I could go the whole time, but I, I felt for Theo definitely, you know, I think there was an element of like exhaustion and like just trying to survive the whole time. There was the survival um, aspect within all this heavy fight choreography that um, needed to be there. Um, and so I started playing around with, with my, with, I started developing this thing where I was playing around with my, uh, my breathing. Um, and I've never done it before. I, I don't even know where it came from. I just started sitting one day and started playing with my, with my oxygen a little bit, you know, just trying to play around and see what, you know, what it does. And I found that the more I, I used my breathing to, um, to the point where it almost, uh, <laughs> slows the heart rate down completely um, that it brought something quite interesting to the way uh, you know even the way I opened my eyes or the way my body moved or the way you know I I breathe and I found that to be very special and uh, I thought when we when we eventually started doing the fight sequences and filming um, uh, that was the one thing that I wanted to incorporate was was that element of exhaustion and 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 just um you see this character theo um and i think all the things there was always a disruptive there was always this this disruptive thing that causes causes disruption and then you know you find him catching his breath his breath for like a little bit and then you, you think you think he can you know go and figure this out and and sit for you know for a little while and, and try and process this thing but then the next moment something else happens and he's back into this you know this this loop it's like a little cycle that just continuously happens and and i and i found that that continuously just happened um i think sorry what was your question i can't remember what your question was no it's okay um so and so going from that so with as i thought it was very interesting how you're in your in your fight scenes we we get to learn more i think about theo in these moments of um of violence than I think in a lot of the quieter moments, because I, th I think that's where we got to see a lot of his frustration and the anger and the fear, because he's afraid of a lot of things. And I thought that was very, I thought it was interesting to get those in fight scenes more than with regards to what you would call a typical dramatic moments. Yeah, and no, I think just to get back to that question you asked, I think, you know, initially when, when I, I always, I also found it quite strange that, that uh, he wasn't killing anybody. And I think, I think Travis and I, I think Travis did mention to me one day, he said to me, "Me, you know, Theo's not a killer. And I was like, what? But he's doing all these crazy fight sequences. And, and I think, and I think when eventually when it does happen, it's kind of, it's, it's accidental, you know, it's, it's as a result of defending himself and as a result of trying to adapt in a situation of complete um, chaos and violence where someone loses their life. And so I, I think that for me is not, I think that also kind of explain it, it just it doesn't kind of you know put the finger puts the put the finger on Theo to say that yo Theo's a killer. I think you really kind of uh you feel for the character in terms of like, oh man, yo, he was actually just trying to defend himself, or you know, it was as a result of something that caused a different kind of events and somebody lost their life. Um so you you don't really ever get to see the fact that yo, this guy's just a cold-blooded killer. And I think that was something that was the integrity that that Travis really wanted to kind of you know uphold with the character, and also you know he said to me one day, "Theo's not a swearer; he doesn't swear," uh, and I found that so difficult not to swear. Um, and and but I respected it because you know 
I didn't, some of the things I didn't see, you know, some of Travis, Travis is there and Travis is like, he has this big eye and I also have to trust, you know, his, his, uh, his eye from such a, you know, bird's eye view. Um, but obviously as an actor, you go, but dude, this is in a moment you want to swear here, you know what I mean? But when you, when, when you, when I think back at it, I think all the things that Travis has decided, you know, the things that he's made in terms of like, Theo's not a killer, Theo doesn't swear. And, and Travis has such a gentle way of kind of doing things and explaining things to you that you kind of go, you know, you get it. And I lie, I actually didn't get it, you know, but, but I, I get it now, you know, now that the film's done and you sit back and you, and you kind of reflect on the film and, and the trajectory of, you know, the story um, and who this character really is, you really kind of, uh, you go, you go back and you go, oh man, this man has, he has such a, um, he has such a lot of respect for him in terms of like what he's chosen to do with such a character because we could easily have gone the other way where we see, you know, on, on your, your big action films where all these, you know, John Wicks and Jason Bourne, then they, you know, again, they also, they, you, you don't really, you don't really kind of, you don't care if they're killing people because you, you're watching it for the action, you know, but for him to be aware of that element is, it just says a lot about the integrity he's trying to uphold with the character and also the film as a whole. And I think that's, that's, uh, that ought to be respected as well, you know? Mm. No, I, I completely agree. And I'm a huge fan of like John of the John Wick films. Like I'm like I'm here for all the action and like we and we all relate to like I just said, like we all really don't care that he's killing these people because we're like, you know what? Y'all kinda deserve yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. But the difference with this and these people that do that these the, the people that that Theo is fighting, we they do deserve whatever's coming to them. But again, like, I think it's important that we do get to, that we do see that he doesn't kill because he's not a John Wick. He's just a fireman. He's not a trained mercenary. And I think it's important that we do get that distinction and that differentiation between Theo and a lot of other characters in this genre. Yeah, and I think I think it's important, like, just if I could add on, is that I think Theo is definitely capable. I think he has the physical ability to do it. And I think he makes the conscious choice always to take a step back. And I yep. think, you know, that, that, was, that was something important for me because he's more than capable of doing it and going there. Um, but as soon as, you, as soon as you do, it just becomes a different character and a different story. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree completely. And I think that's what makes him so important. And it kind of like, and I think, that's, I think that's a character that we should see more often in action films. Um, but again, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. And congrats on the film. I really, really enjoyed Thank it. So Thank more time. Um, Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you much for having us. Thank you <laughs> so much, guys. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Carolyn Talks. First, so here's what happened. For this conversation with director and writer T Travis Tauti and actor Jared Gellett about their new film, Indemnity, which had its international premiere at the 2021 Fantasia Film Festival. This was an extremely good conversation. I had a lot of fun talking with the gentlemen about their film. And for those of you who haven't tuned in as yet, you can also listen to my interview with the writer and late actress Zita Bai, as well as her co-star and the producers of her film Baby Don't Cry, which also had its premiere at the Fantasia Film Festival. And you can read other interviews that I've done recently, including one with writer and director Nam Kung Sun about her debut feature film 10 months which had its premiere at the 2021 New York Asian Film Festival. You can read that interview and listen to others that I've done for Carolyn Talks 
on the butwhythepodcast.com channel. And if you're a fan of Korean or Asian dramas, you can tune into my podcast, Beyond the Romance Drama Podcast, as well as my YouTube channel. You can find Beyond the Romance here on butwhythepodcast.com. And you can find the YouTube version of my podcast on my YouTube channel under my name, Carolyn Hines. That's H-I-N-D-S. You can follow me on social media at CarrieCNH12. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-C-N-H12 on Twitter and Instagram. And also take part in my my live tweets that I do for Saturday Night Sci-Fi, which happens every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And my drama live tweets, Susan Hashtag Dramas with Carrie. And until next time, everyone, please stay safe. Ooh, ooh, ooh.